What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much more in the hundreds of episodes of The Past and the Curious. You know, quite often people will say to me, Mick, my kid loves your show. But you know what? I love your show too. And that's what it's all about. Bringing grown-ups and kids together to learn and laugh while they discover new stories about underwear saving people's lives, the origin of the swimsuit, or figures like inventor Garrett Morgan, astronomer Mariah Mitchell, or spy and baseball player Mo Berg. So if you want to get hip to the show, you can find The Past and the Curious in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. What if kittens break the clock and Ahoy there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories, or in this case, an off-the-cuff press conference. <laughs> Mine, Petey the Press Secretary. It's pronounced Press Secretary. Not when I say it. Well, okay. And President Farrelise and I are here to answer all of your questions. Well, more questions than usual, but not quite all of them. I've got a question. Yar, we're jumping right in. Go ahead, you slimy, human-shaped figure. Ah, uh, who am I and why am I here? How am I supposed to know? Um, the letters, Petey. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot that most of our questions today come from listeners who actually sent Mr. Eric snail mail. Let me just get out here. This one's from Polly, who asks, What if Venom, spelt V-E-N-U-M, importantly, What if Venom, the slime shaped like a human, appeared in What If World? Does that answer your question? So I am Venom, and I appeared here because of Polly? Precisely. Polly the pirate presumably pondered upon your precipitous appearance. And so here ye be. Am I going to get to do anything today? The press conference is still young. I'm sure you'll have plenty of opportunities to interact. Wendyanna Joan here from the Ole of Time Times. Yes, Wendyanna. President Fair Release. Can you tell us what is with all the fluffy, cuddly stuff around? I am so glad that you asked, Wendyanna. For you see, our patron Teddy asked, What if all the coziest items in the world surrounded you? And we figured, since this is the first time many of you have gathered in one place socially, that you might need a, a security fluffy to kind of cuddle and feel better. Follow-up question, is that why Petey the Pirate is snuggling that plush turtle? Yeah, I forgot how to talk to people, unless I'm hugging old Tito the turtle. And the turtle is not alive. Nah, just one of those few things in whatever world that isn't gonna come alive. Does that mean some of the things around us are going to come alive? I'm a bit surprised they haven't already. Next question. Popolo here from Popolo's News. Ah. 
Papa Lou, I'm sure you have a hard-hitting question about the many sweeping reforms I have made throughout What If World in my short tenure as president. Actually, I wanted to see if we could read this comic book created and mailed in by Griffin. How can you read a comic if people can't see it? I don't know, I figured uh, Mr. Eric could give a little narration, fill in the blanks. What a properly? I thought I had this story off. Well, this is highly unorthodox. But then again, so is a press conference where you read letters. So go ahead. Our friend Griffin asks, What if JF Cat started an avalanche of 500 cans of tuna? And then he answered his own question with a comic, so that makes our lives pretty easy. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. JF Cat didn't know much, but he knew that he was hungry. Er, oh, I'm so hungry, but I do not know what to make. He snarled, pacing around in agitation. I hope my book of tuna comes soon. Mr. Mouser! Yes, JF Cat. JF Cat picked up Mr. Mouser and held him very close to his face. When is my book of tuna coming? Ding dong. JF Cat smiled widely and zoomed off to answer the door leaving Mr. Mouser floating temporarily in the air. I don't think this is how gravity works. <laughs> Ow. It's here, meowed JF Cat, holding up the Book of Tuna. Not to be confused with a book full of tuna. It was a book full of delicious tuna recipes. So he went over to his cabinet, opened it wide, and there's no more tuna. Simply a spiderweb in the corner. And is that a suspiciously well-fed looking spider? But the spider simply gave an eight-legged shrug and ignored JF Cat. This can't be. How much tuna have I been eating? Well, don't you remember earlier this morning? <clears throat> it took a while, but I opened 500 cans of tuna and filled this conveniently empty swimming pool, said JF Cat, holding a knife and fork while balancing at the very end of a very high diving board overlooking this pool of tuna. Yum. 
I don't understand. Did I eat the tuna? Yes, I think that was implied by the flashback. But then I guess I'll go shopping. One and a half hours and 500 cans of tuna later. Ah, this is impossible to pull, said JF Cat, struggling with a red wagon that was overflowing with 500 extra large cans of tuna. Good thing I'm nearing the top of this hill. Going down the other side should be especially easy. So I'm gonna just focus on pulling this wagon and not look behind me. And so, when JF Cat crested what he thought was a hill, he didn't look back to see that in fact, he was stepping over the edge of a cliff. Meow to simply pull it down the gentle slope and get all of my cans of tuna. Oh, JF Cat was hanging from the edge of this cliff with one paw, his other paw somehow, managing to hold on to the handle of his wagon, while can after can tumbled out of the wagon onto the jagged rocks below. Help! I'm dropping my tuna! JF Cat wasn't going to let go of this tuna or this cliff, but the cliff had other ideas. Yeah, I need help too! Fortunately, at that very moment, Fred the dog had been flying with his helicopter tongue to go visit his friend, JF Cat. Oh no, JF Cat, you're falling! I know, save me! Oh yeah, easy. And also all my tuna! Uh, that's actually gonna be hot. Just do it! Fred the dog flung his tongue around his friend and tugged the tuna with trepidation while clicking his claws with a clamor all across the cliff. My tongue is not strong enough! And then Fred slid off the edge too! Abramasham! Encanted Abacus P. Grumbler, who had appeared atop the avalanche of fallen tuna cans. And so the tuna, the other tuna, and the more tuna all turned into marshmallows! The very last extra-large can of tuna in this avalanche <laughs> turned into a big, fluffy marshmallow as JF Cat finished falling. That was pretty close. And then, <laughs> half a cliff landed on top of him. Oh, good thing this is What If World. Well, that cliff could have really hurt him. Hey, Abacus, what are you doing there? I heard the distinct thunder of free-falling tuna. So you're not here to teach us a lesson? No, we've got to get back to the press conference. Oh, yeah, that's right. And at that very moment, JF Cat woke up. Phew. Meow, I know it was just a dream, said JF Cat, climbing off of his soft marshmallow bed, which was mysteriously shaped like an extra-large can of tuna fish. Mr. Mouser, has my book of tuna arrived yet? The end. My goodness, Griffin, what an amazing comic book. I hope my narrating did it justice, Griffin. I know our story was a little different from your comic, and I can't thank you enough for inspiring this story we got to tell together. Mr. Eric, I hate to interrupt, but we be running out of time. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, please, finish your press conference. We do have a final question, with a letter and a drawing from Sophia, age 10, of Maryland. She asks, what if Fred the dog found a stick that came to life and they saved the world from evil squirrels? Oh dear. Yeah, I just realized that half of the cuddly fluffy things around here are squirrel dolls. Hey everybody, sorry I'm late to the press conference. I just met my new friend Twiggy, and she wanted to say hi to everybody. Fred the dog slobber mutated my stick DNA, bringing me to life. 
Frankly, I'm surprised it hasn't happened before. Yar, Fred, you're here just in time. Oh, good, you got more sticks? No, but we do have evil squirrels who just came to life. Yar, with torpedo tails <coughs> and acorn <coughs> cannonballs. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I had to cough up some stuffing in order to speak properly. I am Squirrelfia, here to liberate What If World from Feralise's reign of tyranny. Tyranny? I think you are mistaken. I am working to create opportunity in art, protect the environment, and reform our judicial system. Well, that all sounds pretty good, but we showed up here with our torpedo tails and our acorn cannonballs, so I feel like we've got to have a sort of epic battle. You know, good versus evil, that whole thing. Well, I have existed for 30 seconds longer than you. And in that time, I learned that the dichotomy of good versus evil is inherently problematic. Yeah, it's like one side gets wronged over and over again, and then they do something wrong because they're sick of being wronged, and then the other side thinks that they have been wronged even though they did the wronging first. And then it keeps going back and forth. And most people just let it because it's not affecting them that much. So you're saying we don't get to blow anything up? Excuse me, Wendyanna Joan. All the time times. We're actually running out of time. But I could take all you squirrels with me to a future where every stuffed animal is alive. And they're treated equitably, along with every other living creature. Oh, but then none of us would have learned anything. Yeah! I want to help my new squirrel friends to build a world where all sticks and squirrels and talking creatures can get along. Oops, my tail went off. Please, I didn't mean it. I was built with a live torpedo for a tail. And I've got a tongue that's too long for my mouth. We've all got challenges in this life. And yar yar, everything's a complex tapestry. But we really are out of time. I feel like I didn't get to do much. Sorry, Venom, spelled V-E-N-U-M. You could use your natural sliminess to stick back the roof of the what-house that that torpedo just shot through. Ah, rebuilding. Perhaps that is my calling. I'm bored. The end. Of the press conference. Oh, yeah, of course, Speedy, sorry. Well, Sophia, Griffin, and Polly, I hope you enjoyed your story. I also want to thank Levi, age five, from Laurel, Mississippi, who mailed in his own wonderful what-if that we didn't quite have time for. Folks at home, we welcome your ideas in any form that they take. Whether it's snail mail to P.O. Box 4905 Panorama City, California 91412, I'll put that in the show notes, or an email of your artwork or your audio file sent to whatifworldpodcast at gmail.com or calling in our What If World hotline at 205-605-WHAT, that's 9428, or contacting us on social media. Kids, just remember that you need permission and maybe some help from your grown-up before getting in touch with us. And if you want to really help the show, please leave us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts or support us at patreon.com slash whatifworld for your own shout-out, ad-free episodes, and lots of other rewards. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, my helper Miss Lynn, and all you kids at home who know it takes a while to find out your passion and what motivates you. So keep exploring, keep trying new things, and until we meet again... Keep wondering.